Hi guys, it's been a while. I expected to be back in September, and somehow it's already October. But I've been busy planning a new season of In the Weeds in which we tackle the climate crisis, or what one of my guests refers to simply as the problem with a capital P. During the summer, the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change announced that greenhouse gas emissions have set into motion irreversible changes to our planet. We were told that for the next 20 to 30 years, the effects of climate change were essentially baked in. Which, for me, is essentially the rest of my life. Pretty daunting. And that the window of possibility to affect change for the future was shrinking as well. You might have heard that the UN Secretary General warned of a code red for humanity, telling us that we must act quickly to keep in place the goal of 1.5 degrees Celsius as the limit in the increase of global temperature. Of course, all of this was brought home by the many cataclysmic events that we witnessed over the summer, from the heat dome in Canada that killed hundreds of people, to wildfires in California and across the Mediterranean, to deadly floods in Europe and China. And that was even before hurricane season. Meanwhile, Democrats in Congress, at least the vast majority of them, are trying to push through the most ambitious climate bill we've seen so far. And in a month, the UK will host the 26th UN Climate Change Conference, COP26, in Glasgow, Scotland. So what else is there to talk about, really? But I'm not going to be offering you all the science and technology on climate change. I figure other people can do a better job at that. Instead, we'll be sticking to our intersection of culture and nature, looking at the role of culture in shaping the debate on climate change. Because climate change is not just a scientific and a technological problem, it's also a cultural problem. I think it's fair to say that our stories, our religions, our ethics, our education, not to mention more mundane things like how we still meticulously mow our lawns and blow off the clippings, all of those are out of sync with a change on the scale that climate change both threatens and demands of us. So in my first interview, which will be coming up shortly, I'll be talking to climate activist Daniel Shurell. His new book, Warmth, Coming of Age at the End of Our World, addresses the gap between our ability to understand what is happening intellectually and our ability to make sense of it emotionally. This seemed like a good place to start because, let's face it, it's hard to take it all in. <laughs> 